This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Time can feel like it's in short supply. Between work, family, and friends, there's very little time left just for you. What would you do with an extra hour in your day? What's important to you? Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. It's a great way to increase self-awareness, build a greater sense of purpose, deal with overthinking, and more. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash be here now today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash be here now. Welcome to the New Growth Podcast with Nikki Walton. Join her as she explores divine love as a key to spiritual growth, empowered service, and inner and outer success. If you'd like to support Nikki's podcast, please visit BeHereNowNetwork.com forward slash Nikki. Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for joining us um, on another episode of New Growth. I'm your host, Nikki Walton, and I like to start every episode with the same quote, my favorite Ram Dass quote, to remember to treat everyone you meet like they are God in drag, like they are happiness in human form, love in form. And today I have someone joining me who is such a form, a form that is very celebrated, a very famous form that has written some of our favorite songs and sang some of my favorite songs. This form um, also doesn't appear to know how to age at all. Like she didn't learn that for those of you that are not watching, but listening, trust me that she is eternally youthful and she's very transparent to the light. Um, please join me in welcoming Miss Carrie Hilson. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Thank you for those kind, kind words. <laughs> uh, it's all very true. I've always admired you from afar. Um, I still remember playing Pretty Girl Rock like on loop for a very long time. And I messaged you and told you about my daughter. She's nine and she knows every word to that song. It's like our little <laughs> anthem, our theme song. So yeah. thank you for everything. Your canon. Uh, okay. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So I wanted to jump right in and just ask how you are faring in these very interesting times. Like how has your life been affected by COVID, um, by social distancing? Um, I'm going to jump into my general, of course, I'm no different than anyone else. I've had to professionally pivot. I've had to pivot within the structure of my family um, because not only am I dealing with COVID, I lost my father in January. Oh my goodness. And so, so thank you. But all of it, the death surrounding it has truly affected and triggered me in ways, you know what I mean? And, and as I'm trying, as we're grieving as a family and I'm trying to get over the, that. So I have to say that I am living in the now so much 
more than I ever have. And somehow it's allowing me a certain level of assuredness and peace and calm in mm. all of the storm. And so it's, it's helping me see like, I'm only focused on all of the opportunity that this time allows. Yes. So I'm okay. I'm, I'm seeing opportunity as opposed to everything I've lost. Um, you're you focused know, on the light. You're focused on the I'm light instead of the darkness. The light. And I'm going to be honest, I guess some days it is intentional and you have to kind of focus, you know, use all of your focus on that focus. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but then there are other times where I'm like, oh, this is, it's just happening. It's just what's going on. So mm-hmm. um, I'm grateful. I'm grateful that I'm not as affected as one can be right now. Absolutely. No, um, you said something I think is very important about when trials come, when tribulations come. I don't like to, I used to look at it like I'm being challenged, you know, by a higher power, by source, by God. Now I see it as it calling me to it more because when things are so rocky and so scary and when loss has occurred, you want to be in that presence. You cling to it right? Like that's, at least from my experience, it feels like it's a drawing you in closer to that love, to be comforted, to be soothed, to take you to where you're going to be of service next. Yes. And I, and yes, I found the same recently in my life. Like I go towards the pain. I go towards, I embrace it. Yeah. I sit with it. I used to run, you know, we've all been in places where absolutely. We were like, oh, that's a challenge I don't need to have right now. I cannot exactly. deal. I will or not reach deal. for wine. I'll reach for wine or <laughs> reach for yeah, my coping, phone. <laughs> all the coping mechanisms. Yeah. Like I used to, you know, find, and of course I've got coping mechanisms. We all still need them. They're of still course. healthy to have. But like I go towards what hurts. Yeah. I do I do the painful, the hard things. Yeah. Um, because I see them as opportunities as well. You know, I see them as lessons and opportunities to for growth. So, How did you learn to lean in? Because it's not a natural response to pain, to disturbing yeah. energies inside. Redo run. Yeah. So what taught you to lean in? I, I, going through it so much, um, <laughs> you become um, less and less fearful every time. Every storm, mm-hmm. you're less and less fearful. And you learn, you know what? The more I resist this, <laughs> the bigger it shows up. Yes. I may as well just become its friend and say, hey, what are you teaching me? Mm-hmm. What are you here for? What do you need from me? Yes. Yeah. So is that what it looks like? So let's say, and I don't know what your thing is. Like for me, it's fear. For me, it's anxiety. So like whatever that familiar discomfort for Carrie is, when it comes knocking at the door, what do you do in that moment? Um... I assess. I think the first thing I guess I would assess. Well, what, what what is this? What am I feeling? What is it triggering? What are the thoughts I'm having? Yeah. Um. I assess, and sometimes I over assess. Mm. I will need to shut in, quarantine myself uh, willingly. Yeah. Uh, I saw a meme recently that said, um, "It was like uh, when you find out your lifestyle is called quarantine." Yes. Yes. Me too. That's me. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's embarrassing, but no, yeah. I will, I will cocoon and I will, um, I assess and then 
there's a whole process after assessing and and it ends with acceptance there's a whole lot of other processes but you must end to accept it and um and that's that's what I do when it when it's on coming for me it's depression Mm. um you know it's it's uh relational Mm. issues I'm very sensitive Mm. I'm really compassionate and empathetic are you a crier too I'm a crier uh, (laughs) I'm not really a crier I'm tough in that sense yeah. But I feel, I will feel, ah, I see. I will feel and deeply, mm-hmm. um, I'll be affected, but it yeah. just tears don't come out. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. I hear you. I have always been very sensitive. And even when I'm angry, I cry. Like my crying, I used to see it as a weakness because it wouldn't matter where I was, like the waterworks that come and then I, I can't really stop them, but I've accepted <laughs> it. And like you said, when I stopped avoiding those situations yeah. that would cause like confrontation, I don't do well with confrontation. When I finally yeah. started facing those situations, now the tears, they don't come unless it's an appropriate, an appropriate time. But right. one thing that's helped me with my fear, with my anxiety, and I share this all the time with anybody that'll listen, no matter what has appeared to happen in my experience, whether I got an email that I did not like or a phone call or I saw a scary headline, I immediately hear the words and it's inspired by A Course in Miracles. I hear, you're not upset for the reason you think. You're not upset because of that headline or because your three-year-old is screaming or because you got a passive-aggressive email. You're upset because you stepped out of peace. You're upset because you stepped Mm. out of that natural love, that alignment. So you're not actually even upset. You're not angry. You're not overwhelmed. You're not stressed. Mm. You're not depressed. You are out of alignment. You're not Mm. feeling love. And when I started doing that, it was 2018 and everything had like crashed down around me. Um, I leaned on that and it would just like cut the legs out from under every seeming issue. And Uh, I still use it. I still use it now because it doesn't matter what the problem is. If you just realize, oh, it's not the problem. I just stepped out of peace. Yes. I love that. (laughs) I love that. And then it allows us to take responsibility for what we can accept um, from others or how we temper our moods uh, or temper the information or negative vibes or, you know, terrible news. Like we can temper that. Yes. And say, okay. And sometimes we know we're not aligned. And we'll say, I'll say, I know, I won't say for you, <laughs> but sometimes I know that I'm not aligned. I might be PMSing, I might be going through mm-hmm. other things. And I will intentionally know wh- where I can step, which, which path stones I can be on during Absolutely. that moment because I'm a little off kilter and I'm not going to step in that. So (laughs) it helps you. I like, I guess I use a, a version of that, but I like how you articulated that. Yeah. It's helped me a lot. I actually first heard it from Eckhart Tolle in a very obscure talk of his. And he, I had already read that passage in A Course in Miracles, but I haven't read that whole book because it is big and it reads like the Bible. So it's very wordy and it's like all old, of Eckhart Tolle's books. They are not easy reads. Yeah. Yeah. You have to read a page five times sometimes. Absolutely. You have to read a chapter 10 times. But what I did find was I first read one of his books in 2013, The Power of Now, the most famous one. And rereading it like in 2019, I, there mm-hmm. were parts of that book that I didn't even know were in there. It felt like he had added something because right. I had had that experience 
Um, in between that time. So it was like in one ear and out the other. The first time I wasn't vibing with it on that level, but reading it again. And that's what a lot of teachers, you know, like Abraham Hicks, I used when I first came into um, some of their literature, I thought because I was deeper into spirituality. I'm like, oh, they don't she doesn't know everything like this is very surface. But then when I came back to it later, after I was deeper in my own spirituality, I could see that she was just meeting me and her audience where they are. Where they are. Mm. Exactly. So we can't Mm. see sometimes what's there. Right. Right. And that's important that we have teachers who meet meet us where we are, you know, like everyone is on a different level of, and I don't mean higher or lower. I just mean, I guess, a different path. Right. Um, A different place in their journey. So, you know. And we're all headed to the same place. (laughs) We got the same destination. sometimes I wonder (laughs) what do you think you don't think we're all headed like we have one place like that peak that mountain peak you don't think we're all headed to that same I like to think of it as like enlightenment or like a remembrance yes I think we are we are all destined to yearn for Ah. that and we are designed everything we need we have to reach that but I do I have met some who I'm not sure are ever going to look inside. I see. And I, I I'm have not, experienced that as well. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm not sure. Now I'm not judging, mm-hmm. but I think we were designed and made to, I think we, we, there is something in our higher self that, that yearns to ascend to this place. But yes. I just don't know. I, I've met some people that, that made me wonder like, okay, um, I guess it really is a choice. We really do have free will mm-hmm. to, um, it's a decision to rise or to stay, right? you know, to dive or to live on the surface okay. and, and, and believe that your humanness is all you're here for. You know, mm. I think there are a lot, there, there, you know, there are some people. So I don't know if we'll all get there. But <laughs> I we think have the potential. The potential is there. It's dormant. The it's dormant. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we're equipped. Yeah. We're all equipped. You know, and some of us feel a, a stronger tap on our shoulder. When did you just, feel that tap? Oh, man. When did you get that tap? That I cosmic think, tapping. Oh, man. Uh, no one's ever asked me that. I think I started to feel it as a child. Mm hmm. I didn't know what it meant or what, how I should channel it. I just kind of had a knowing that I'm going to be of influence mm-hmm. and I better be good. Meaning I, I, I need to be careful, move carefully. I don't want a lot of things to haunt me. I just want to be a good human and I want to be known for that. And I, you know what I mean? It was like, as a child, this is how I interpreted, interpreted the tap on my shoulder. Like, okay, um, I just want to be a good student. I want to be pleasing to my parents. I want to excel in sports and anything else I try. I want to do music. I would love to do music. I mean, you know, I would see, see different things and I visualize different things. And, and I don't, I won't say any of that was my doing, but I know the power of destiny and manifestation. And, um, So I think that was the first time, but I will say the strongest tap, the thing that led me into my journey of under, of truly like understanding, um, spirituality versus religion, you know, um, 
purpose. The big questions was my depression. You know, Um, that was around after you start, like after your fame. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, Well, during the fame. (laughs) Oh, wow. So at the height of like Pretty Girl Rock, I was depressed. And I think it was 2000, January, 2011, maybe January, February, somewhere around there. I decided I needed a year. I needed to step away. And so the journey began. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it was a long bout with that. Um, I would say first it was sermons and church Mm -hmm. and, um, there were just different things that like propelled me further into finding answers for these questions. But yeah. the the biggest thing that I learned out of that, I think is just that I am not my thoughts. You know, we see that we hear that I am not my, I'm not my thoughts. These are part of me, but they're not me. So That's I can listen and observe them. And I can choose to believe them or not. And that was the biggest, that was the game changer. I remember pondering that thought. I I don't even remember which book I read it in, but. um, It could have been Power of Now. That's what it could have been. It was 2013 for me when I read those words Mm. and it was like, whoa, but it was just words. And then there was one moment where a thought, like I was chilling in my room and Mm -hmm. a thought came like, oh, I need to go make dinner. And I could see it for the first time, like, whoa, I'm watching that. <laughs> I get for the first time to see that. And it was obvious, uh, like, oh, that there's some space there. And then those uh, words came to life. Like you said, it's an experience as opposed yeah, to man. you just heard this is the case and we want to believe it's the case. But to know yeah. that's yeah. a beautiful freedom. Yeah, it, it is free. But it's also, it's a strange phenomenon. You know what I mean? Because there are some thoughts that serve us that we're like, yeah, that's me. Our ego wants to take control of that and say like, oh yeah, that's me. That's a great thought. That's a great idea. (laughs) And then there's others. You're like, well, where did you come from? It's like the angel and devil on your shoulder and you only want to disown the bad thoughts. Exactly. Um, Exactly. (laughs) So it's a strange phenomenon. That's very true. I actually, um, I forget what pastor I was listening to, but he said that Jesus wasn't dealing with the devil out there when he was in the wilderness. It was his thoughts. It was his Mm. own doubt, his own Mm. doubt that Mm. he was struggling with. And I'm like, that's all of us. That's all of us. And you can choose to listen and believe. Or you can say, get behind me (laughs) and get me behind me. (laughs) And you know, the devil is not like, I don't think of the devil as a person. The devil Mm -hmm. is, or I don't even really, I guess it is a spirit, but it's not a spirit outside of us. We all have Mm -hmm. good and evil in us. Yes, we, we all have, have that capability. Yeah. We have, yes, we are we have the propensity. Our free will can take us to either side at any given moment. We have good thoughts, we have evil thoughts, we have lustful, greedy thoughts or um you know, worldly thoughts and mm-hmm. that's how evil can manifest. If you don't control those thoughts and how you behave on them, then you can become an evil person. Yes. It's not that you were oh like um the way the Holy Ghost works, the way is the same way, you know, it's really choices. Yes. Moment to moment. Moment to moment. Yes. Thought to thought. Like, 
we all have the propensity to be good or be evil. You know, nothing jumps inside possession is what I was trying to say. It's not a possession. It's not a possession. We possess ourselves. It's what are we possessed by? Is it money? Possessed by anger, right? By anger. Is it fear? You know, Mm -hmm. is it whatever that is? Like we all have some, and we'll all encounter these choices. We'll all have them. You know, it's really, it's really, um, it's interesting because I I used to think growing up like the devil is a being, Mm -hmm. and he's he's way over there. Like Mm -hmm. stay away from me, and people say get behind me, Satan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Putting him all these places, but he's here. He's here. He's, he's he's what we look at he's what we read he's what we consume you know as buyers or or our tvs and our phones and like he's he's always lurking right there he ain't mm-hmm. far he ain't on the other side of the world where we like to put him oh yeah no it's a uh, potential like you I said in he, all of us yeah no yeah. i know you could say it you know it yeah. doesn't it yeah just, yeah it's yeah. um the same way god source whatever yes. you want to call it's that. poetic when you say Entity. he it feels poetic when you say like you know, holding his hand or he is where I yes. am, but it yes. works as well. Is, God isn't all of us the same. It's the same. It's like, I mean, I believe that there are levels mm-hmm. in, in every person, but it's just based upon the choices and experiences of that person. So how much God do you acknowledge within yourself? Exactly. So you it's know? not and, even like, it's like, it's almost like it doesn't grow in your experience. You give it more and more of your attention. And then the prayer that I've had for the last several years is replace me. You know, like it feels like for a while, Nikki, and I know it's weird I'm talking in third person, but I do that a lot when I'm doing like enlightenment. So Nikki (laughs) is aware of a presence of love of God. And that was very comforting for a period of time in my journey and maybe about a year. It felt like there were two, me and God. And then at some point, there was just the presence. And the presence was almost overshadowing not just me, but the scene that was on view. You know, so love was just getting louder and louder and louder. So right now I see my face and I see your face and I see the room that I'm in and the lights and the mic, but I feel love. So it's like, I feel God, I feel the kingdom where all of this is appearing. And Mm. that has been very transformative in the way I meet people and approach people because I don't see them as just people. You know, it's like, oh, that's love in a costume of Carrie Hilson. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I love the costume and, and the form. I call it the address. Oh, I love that. (laughs) What's your address? And it's fun to have curb appeal. Yes, honey. That's fun. (laughs) But I'm like you. I I I I see inside. You know, Mm -hmm. I see like, well, how do I feel? How does my energy? I'm much more aware of what's beyond the address. What's inside of that home? Is it furnished or is it empty? I love that. You know, is it beautiful? Are the lights on? Ratchet. Are the lights even on? (laughs) Right. Right. Are the lights bill even paid? Like. (laughs) (laughs) yes I don't know if there's any water running in this thing um, yeah I kind of feel like I go inside and and I have to control the amount of times that I allow or the amount of people that I allow in my life because I will dive deeply into them and so I love my tribe they're beautiful and they mirror me back to me Mm -hmm. and um through through the experience of them 
Exactly. You know, everything that I see and learn and hear and experience with them, I'm seeing and learning and experiencing myself yeah. as well, you know, yeah. through them. So it's really, a, it's, it's really neat. This whole thing, like this whole experience of life, I think the death of my father has really, really, really brought me to like, this is really like kind of the matrix. Like we yeah. can really just like, we can have it how we want it, Absolutely. It, you know? And of course we're all meant to go through challenges and tests mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, we're meant to ascend and, and, and we are uh, supposed to overcome certain things and not be stuck in these cycles of the same lesson and mm-hmm. you know but it's just echoes, so the reruns the echoes oh with different faces or different yeah scenario, different costumes you know, right different costumes. <laughs> you know especially when you're talking about love but even when you're talking about experiences like you we can repeat so many different things yes going back to poverty or going back to whatever that is for you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Losing my father has really, really, really just made me, cause I feel him. I was going to say, Actually, you I'm, look like you're in a very powerful place. <laughs> like in I, spite of everything you've been through in the last, you know, five months. Has it been, it's been that long yet. I know. I just had to think I'm, hard when I said five, like, yeah, I was like, Oh gosh, we're already. Yeah. I was thinking too. Yeah. This has been a year, but I, I'm, it's as if when he transitioned, he put a battery in my back. Yeah. I think that's the best way I could describe it. There's just a, a driving force that's just like, hey, all this stuff you used to value, yeah. all this stuff that, that, that def- you felt defined you, that's not you. No. It's not necessary. It's nice to have, yes. but my va- the things that used to matter just don't matter. Luxuries are fading by the minute. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm purging so much of my closets and so oh, much yeah. of my home. You know, yeah. it's like and it feels good, not, right? It does. It feels good. That stuff doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. All that matters now is like loving and finding, serving the world, exactly. humanity, feeling like one of one among millions in a global togetherness you know what I mean like this helping alleviate suffering in our own little ways I watch you on social you are light you know embodied and I can see what you're doing on your platform providing that that positivity for people I try yeah (laughs) I I try to make it palatable but I do try (laughs) it's hard it's hard you know because these are deep topics to just share with the masses, you know, yeah. it's kind of scary to do that. Yeah. And it can be, it's a very vulnerable thing for me because I live by these things that I talk yes. about. It's like getting and naked so, in public when you're out there yeah. telling them what you feel and what you know. It's scary. Yes. And people crucify what they don't, what they Absolutely. can't grasp, Absolutely. what they don't understand or can't grasp. They will crucify. Yes. And yes. so it's, you know, I just have to, I'm, I'm very careful mm-hmm. with um, how I share what I share. and. Um, when I feel the light and I feel compelled to say something, I just make it very palatable and relatable. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? Like it, it I, might awaken someone who is maybe not already ready along. there too. 
Yeah. Yeah. Or already there. Yeah. They can see what you're saying, you know, without you even having to say the words. They can just feel the light from the post. I wrote what I, I wrote with a filter is what I called it from about 2013 until 2018. I shared okay. what I'm sharing with you now, but in a very... Um, it was a way that I was very mindful that my audience was mostly Black women that were Christian, you know, and like very traditional Christian. And I wanted to share because just like with the natural hair movement, I wanted to, in that movement, I wanted to help women find their self-confidence and their love for, for their hair, for their skin. And then with this, I want them to experience that freedom. And so I've just shifted into sharing and some people have come along with me, some people haven't, but the ones that need this are the ones that are tuned in and the ones that are going to be helped by you will find you for sure. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's okay. Like we can be multifaceted. We can serve many because we are capable of serving many plates at a time exactly and right you so, can serve up beauty um tips because you clearly got that on lock <laughs> and you can serve um, up inner beauty tips <laughs> yeah well, you know i don't know i i just i think we all have many gifts you know yeah. and we are meant to tap in and, and serve them all or as yeah. many as we possibly can and yeah. and that's okay to do we don't have to put everything like i thought of music in that way like oh i've got to put my whole life into that and, and I may not ever be capable of doing anything else and I, I grow into womanhood and I'm like oh no I'm a lot of woman oh, uh, yeah. I'm gonna serve all of this you know what I mean there, there's we don't have to compartmentalize uh, we can compartmentalize ourselves mm-hmm. and I don't mean that in one compartment I mean like in 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 our facets you know what I mean yeah. we can live in those facets and find the the, the comfort in um you know sharing it all doing it all being yeah. it all. Yes. Yes. Being. That's a beautiful word. Um, what do you think of everything that you've done, let's say in the last, since 2011, since 2011, what has been the most like impactful practice or habit that you've established that's kind of mm-hmm. anchored you in this power, in the centeredness that you found? Hmm. I'll call it meditation. I would say it's meditation. Um, I hadn't discovered it probably until 2015. It was 2015. Mm. I went on a spiritual retreat. Ah, where? Where to? Arizona. No, okay. the first one. I take that back. The first one was uh, San Diego. Really? Yes. Yes. What, what What was the name of it? Do you remember? Uh, it didn't have a name because I was going to visit um, someone. Uh, with a friend mm-hmm, who yes. has a very uh, <laughs> who has a, a a very deep aware. He actually does the um, he does retreats, but the this one was like our personal oh. retreat. Yeah, so he does <laughs> the, the retreat. retreat. <laughs> yeah, so I, I went to Arizona a couple times after that, but the first time, the first encounter with this person was um, in San Diego. So nice. that was the first time that I learned or heard not heard. I knew about meditation, but you know, it's not something I indicator Georgia, anybody does, you know what I mean? Like it's not, it wasn't anything that I grew up having any wherewithal about. Um, so I'd say it was, it was meditation that, that, uh, that really, really allowed me to connect dots. Yes. That's what it does for me. It allows me to step out. Got it. Oh, I was just, I was just, it, it allows me to 
I don't know why my nose always runs when I'm nervous. I'm not <laughs> really? nervous, but when I'm, whenever I'm talking and doing things like this, my no, even backstage, when, before I go on stage, my nose starts to like run. Really? I get cold, my nose is cold to the touch and it starts to run. <laughs> it's so weird. That's cool. That's a superpower. <laughs> it's, the, I don't know what's happening, but uh, I'm cold. My, only my nose. Um, but it allows me to kind of step away yeah. from self, I guess, mm-hmm. from the body. Yes. And, and I don't have the words, you know, I'm, I'm not super studied on spirituality. I think I'm just one that has lived and learned and tried and failed and succeeded and overcome. And you know what I mean? I, I think of myself as my own, I'm no one's guru. I'm, I'm not that I'm not a scholar. I don't remember half the books that I've touched or the authors. Um, as but a you have the only thing that matters and that is the experience. And the that's experience. what all the books yeah. and all the scholars, you could read the Bible backwards and forwards and read all the other spiritual texts backwards and forwards. But unless you've had what you are trying to put into words that none of us can, we all try. And sometimes we can relate to some people's words like more than others, yeah. but it's the experience. It's you the experience. got it. I mean, listen. I'm grateful for it. You know, it's allowed me um, freedom, peace, calm, you know, faith, yes, uh, belief, and and all those things. But yeah, it was meditation. Can Can you feel that peace even when you're not formally meditating? Like even when you are, you know, going about your day, like loading the dishwasher. Yeah. Yeah. Um. If you do it enough, it just becomes a part of your way mm-hmm. of being. Right. You know, I could. It doesn't matter what I'm doing. I could be. I, I know there's something called a walking meditation, but there yes. there are times when I'm not intending for it to be a walking meditation, and I find myself free and in the moment, and mm-hmm. it's just as it or driving even. You know what I mean? And it's just like I'm. It's just the same outcome as a in intentful meditation. <laughs> yeah, totally. No, yeah, that's yeah. it. And I've read a lot of books. Um, that's like uh-huh. what mine likes to do, but all of the teachers say that same thing. And people that I meet that are kind of like into spiritual spirituality, like trendy, you know, like mm. they're just doing it because everybody's doing it. It's not about meditating so you can get better at meditating, you know, or doing yoga so you can get better at holding poses in weird positions. It's actually about finding this and then carrying it with you like you're doing through like your day and letting it empower and smooth out your life experience. Yeah, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It unfolds, it unfolds and unravels things for you, unties things and, and you're meant to like, it's the journey. It's the process. You're learning how to untie and untether uh, anywhere. Yes. Find that through yoga, through meditation, whatever your practices are, you are meant to utilize that, that, I don't want to say process, but that um, formula, Mm -hmm. I guess, Mm -hmm. anywhere. (laughs) it's like you said like it's an an untying or a detangling of your the i am the presence mm -hmm. that love from this form right from the body and that's 
the more you sit and you are aware of that, the more you can be walking up the steps. And it's obvious that you're aware of that form walking Mm -hmm. up steps, you know, and it's a a beautiful way to be um, human and also aware of that higher, that transcendent dimension as well. Yes. Yeah. So um, I want to know, I don't go ahead. What'd you say? No, I was just gonna say the more you are, the more you dial in, I call it dialing in. Yeah. I think of it really like I'm dialing here, you know, I'm ready to listen back yes. to the universe. I'm dialing, but the more you dial in, yeah, it's just, it's a state, it's a state, it's a state that you are allowing and beckoning. Um, yeah. That was when it. you said <laughs> dialing in, that made me think for you, like, let's say you were out of it for a moment, like, you know, something pulled you out for a second. How mm-hmm. do you, what does it feel like when you're turning back to it? Is it like a, like, is it even something you can put into words? Like when you remember and you go yeah. back to that state of being, that true state, your natural state. I like that you said the word remember, because yeah, sometimes it really is just like, wait, I don't have to be in this confusion or yes, disarray. Chaos. Like, <laughs> I just remembered that I have the tools to kind of climb out of what's happening or whatever. Um, I don't know. I don't know. What does that feel like? What does that feel like when I remember? I guess it is kind of like, I'm just plugging back in. I feel like an electric cord and just like, I like that. (laughs) You just let yourself get full again, right? Yeah. I need that charge, that Mm. electricity, you know? And, and it's like that. It's really freeing. Really, yeah. um, a feeling feeling is what I mean yes for me it's like a a listening a listening for a feeling so I will like literally like right now like I'll kind of like tilt my head a little and I can hear silence I become aware of silence outside and inside and then in that silence like a love bubbles up or rolls in like a fog into my experience like that's the best way I can describe it and then it's just a matter of it's like an oscillation between back into normal consciousness and then back into the presence and the awareness of that love um, and wow. trying to stay there. <laughs> but it's like a listening yes. for a feeling. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we have a listener question. Are you game to take a question? Sure. Awesome. We're going to check the new growth hotline. And if any of you out there have questions for me and the guests that we have here on new growth, you can call 321 321- Two eight five nine three six seven, and leave us a message. I'm going to play this one. My name is Whitney, and I have a question. My commitment to unconditional love has caused major shifts in my life that have felt at times painful and uncomfortable. I recently supported my significant other in a cross-country move that ultimately led to us going our separate ways. What's your advice on how I can continue on a path of unconditional love without the fear of losing everything in the process? Thank you. Hmm. You want to take a stab at it first? (laughs) Uh, Whitney. Thank you, Whitney, for that question. Yeah. I feel like I'm confused by her definition of unconditional love. Mm. And I say that... um, not judgmentally, but just we, I think loving unconditionally does mean releasing those um, who don't need us at that time. Yes. 
um, and your commitment to loving someone who doesn't need you at that time does not serve you. Mm -hmm. And you can never, it's almost like going down with the ship. You know what I mean? Like you cannot be so committed to um, another human that you will commit to pain and confusion. And let's just name all the others disrespect or mm -hmm. disregard for who, who you are. And, you know, so you, you I don't, I don't think I want to love so unconditionally. My love has conditions. You will respect me. Mm -hmm. You will be attentive and affect, um, show affection and, and be expressive and communicate. And um, you will respect my needs and, um, and I will do the same. I'm not asking for anything that's not reciprocal that I, want, I wouldn't give. But yeah, I just... I'm not going down someone's ship in the name of love. No. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not going, I'm not allowed. I'm never, I've allowed it. I've been there. Mm -hmm. I think um, we all have. We yeah. All have. Yeah. But we're not, we're not designed to do that. That that person is a lesson. And maybe the concept of unconditional love is really about loving yourself. Amen. Maybe it's not so much about finding it outside of yourself. So that way, any love that you experience can be joyful, even if it doesn't last, exactly. even if it ends in pain, because my unconditional love is with myself. And mm -hmm. I know that I'm not afraid to be alone. I'm not afraid to be single and solo. And, and this is just a piece of my journey and there will be other loves. Mm -hmm. um, so I think we have to kind of restructure what people told us is unconditional love. I completely yeah. agree with you. Completely mm -hmm. agree. I see love as, like you said, I don't see love necessarily the way I used to. So things mm -hmm. have changed dramatically. Mm -hmm. I see love as objectless. Um, I see it as a state. So there is love. And then when I look out from that state of love, I love you. I love, I could love the mirror that's in this room, but it's, uh, it's loving. It's not like a romantic love. It's just love is, love is when I'm aware of it. So I could love that man from a distance. You know, I could love the yes. essence of him without yes. needing him here if it's causing turmoil um, right. unnecessarily to this human. <laughs> right. If I don't right. like the way love is manifesting in that form, it can go yeah. over there. <laughs> yes. And I will find it in a form that is more compatible with my heart. And like my you said, life. that reflects you more purely. That right? reflects, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. 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 It's hard because it's like we can't give you advice, Whitney. You already know deep down mm -hmm. what it is that you are supposed to do here. And it's just yeah. about finding the courage. Um, to yes. make that choice for you, whichever way that is. It's about finding yeah. the courage and you find that courage in that felt faith, that felt experience yeah. of centeredness and power, love, source, God, whatever you want to call it, but rooting in that and allowing that to unfold your yeah. next move. Yes. yes. Yeah. So I'm going to let you go soon. I have one last question. Okay. I want to know um, what is on your nightstand? What's next to your bed? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in my bedroom. 
Um, let's see. I've got my crystals. Nice. What kind? Oh, I've got everything. But the the biggest one um, that is sitting there is a rose quartz. Uh, I knew you were going to say that. I could feel it. I knew it was coming. (laughs) Of course. Yes. Um, and that's for self-love, you know, that's, 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 that's the way that, you know, I love myself and I've got candles. Yeah. Um, currently I've got lots of candles just because it's quarantine and I don't care about what it looks like. Mm -hmm. I just kind of filled both of my, I love scents. I'm really, really big on scents. They just, your favorite. my soul. I don't have a favorite. I love them all. You love them all. I love yeah, lavender. Like, ugh, I like literally, I like currants. I like Ooh. florals. I yeah. like woodsy. I like um, citrus sometimes mm-hmm. or the blend mm-hmm. of, you know, I just, I truly have a love for like scents. Nice. I, I like incense. I like my uh palo santo like ah. I, like like when i if i receive roses i'll mm-hmm. let them i'll dry them out and i'll like burn the roses like oh my gosh i never thought to do that that's awesome yeah i have this little smudge jar i can i could almost reach it but it's right there that is really cool <laughs> yeah and i'll just take old flowers and just burn. it smells so amazing so i, I mean both, this. in a palo santo kind of way you know yeah i love that yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, candles. I've got my books over there. Um, a book on chakras. My current books go on my bedstand. So nice. it's a book on chakras. Uh, there's one called Personal Power Through Awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, emotional Intelligence. Yes. And then I found a new way to journal. So there's a book called, I wish I could read it. Uh, the Book of Me. Nice. And it's like a memoir. It's like a do-it-yourself memoir. Yeah. And so you just, you write your life. It prompts you with certain, yeah, it prompts you with certain questions in certain areas and you can write your, so if I ever, if ever, um, I have children or, you know, whenever I leave this earth, someone would find that and learn all about me, you know? So, I love that. How far are you into it, into your autobiography? I think I've only written... This one is new. I've gotten it just, uh, I guess it's been a month now. Okay. Um, I think I've only filled out maybe three or four entries. Mm. I call them entries, but um, questions. So, yeah. I love that. I think that's everything by my bed. Water. Yes. (laughs) Speaking of which, water. Tell us what, and I promise this is the last question. Your skin. What do you do? Like, what's your nighttime? (laughs) (laughs) I don't have a regimen. I don't. Um, I know people like want to hear you do some miraculous things. Um, everything I use is from the drugstore. I just, um, I mean, I'll try other things and, you know, Mm -hmm. occasionally, but there's no like real routine. Like I literally, I, yeah, I just, you're just. I just um, washed my makeup off. You never learned how to age and you are awesome (laughs) because you look flawless. I will say this, like I, I will open my pores with hot water before mm-hmm. I cleanse. Yeah. I always cleanse before I sleep, no matter what. Yeah. Um, and, oh, I, I was saying I open my pores with hot water. You mm-hmm. open your pores to kind of release and scrub and clean mm-hmm. out. 
and then I seal them. My last rinse I do with very, very cold water to close back my pores and keep nice. that. So I, I guess that could be a secret. Maybe. Ah, yeah. Maybe. But water, water works wonders on our, for, for everyone's skin. That is so It's true. just that, yeah, it's, re- I think that would be the, the, the main secret is water. I mean, I heard um, Lucille Ball said she would dunk her face like in ice, like literally ice water, like for her last mm-hmm. step. So that's interesting that you've arrived. Wow. That should oh, yeah. And when, I, when I'm feeling a little like I look sleepy, yeah. I'll drink a whole lot of water. Ah. But then I'll also put two spoons. I put uh-huh. my spoons in my freezer and I lay them under my eyes. Ooh, I need some of that action. That's good. And it, it feels good, too, it sounds like. It feels amazing. It really does. Just make sure you don't have any water dampness because they'll stick and <laughs> it will kind of hurt like you have. To do. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's another secret. You just take take your super cold spoons and that helps you out there. I love that. Absolutely <laughs> helps awesome. to keep the blood flowing. <laughs> you are so amazing, Miss Carrie uh, David. Thank well, you thank so you. much for joining us on this episode of New Growth. Thank is there you for anything? having me. Speaking of new growth, which is funny, yeah. it's like I've been um, playing with my curls. I know I'm talking ah! to Curly Nikki. Yeah. This is the first time people will ever see me in my curls. For like, real? It looks like time. so good on you that I just assume that this is like your no. natural. No, I never but, do this. I've been playing uh, with my natural hair, trying to figure out my curls. I've been... Sometimes I do twists, sometimes I do wash and go. But this whole quarantine, I've been rediscovering my natural, my hair in its natural state. Because normally I'll just wash and get it blow-dried and get it braided down and of put course. a wig on. I was going to say, braids is braid. what I see you I, I love braids. Yeah. yeah. I love braids. I'm lazy. I'm lazy. You I'm, see this? I bought this, honey. And I, my mama <laughs> braided my hair down and re-crocheted yes. these on top. And this Oh, is- super cute. You can do it yourself? I cannot, I do not have that black girl card where you braid like cornrow. I never learned. My mom braided it and then we crochet. I did learn how to crochet together on YouTube just last weekend. It was easy. It took an hour and a half. Boholocks.com. It was an impulse buy on Facebook and I bought Uh it in March (laughs) and they sat in my closet. And finally, because I was so tired, you know, you'll see with curly hair, you never know what it's going to turn out like, even yeah. if you do the exact same thing and use yes, the same yes, products. Yes. Okay. Sometimes it looks kind of weird on camera, you know, yeah. so, and there's so many Zoom calls. I'm like, I need a solution so I can focus uh, on work instead of yes. my hair. And so I text my mom one morning early, like, we're going to do hair today. And I'm sorry, <laughs> but we have to learn a new skill. And it was not hard. At well, all. Yeah, an hour and a half isn't bad. I take longer than that just dealing with this. Like <laughs> the hardest part was the front. So I left like 10 single braids, like plaits out in the front. Okay. And then you're okay. supposed to kind of wrap those. And my braids are exposed. If I get close to this camera, you can see. But the okay, back, okay, okay. No, um, it's just my hair is like cornrowed. And then we just, you know. Wow. It and they're great. so loose and they're so light. Now they were long. I cut them. Um, okay. to give them like kind of a bob I like bob yeah yeah, yeah. but that I mean they have every weird. color you can do whatever you want and whenever you're what? ready to take a break from that I don't yeah I'm listen just the process of doing a two-strand twist girl I don't think I'm gonna be doing all of after the detangle sometimes I'm just ready to just throw it up in a poof yep and just keep it moving or I'll or if I feel like going through the extra process of twisting, because I have to put the stuff on my hair anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean, I've got yeah. a finger comb and do all that. 
So sometimes I'm like, all right, just twist it up because it'll last yeah. longer. And I can, yes. wear the, I can rock the twist for a couple of days because no one sees me. <laughs> but yeah. So and you can put on a cute like bonnet or like a, um, what do you call it? One of the yeah. little hats. I can't even think of the um, word. You know what I'm talking about? Like them, a beanie. You can put on a beanie. Yeah. I used to do they that They have all the silk the line beanies now. Yeah. Yes. You can do that. Yes. Rock but that. But I've been wearing head wraps. Nice. Very um, like my... queenly. Yeah. I've been wearing the head wraps just to keep the moisture there. Yeah. When I go outside the pollen and mm-hmm. keep my hair, it keeps my hair clean. Yeah. But yeah, this is the first, first uh, interview. Shut um, up. Well, I am I honored. The public will see. I am honored. We'll see my, uh, this going on. Girl, you <laughs> I'm have a little so hair much, shy though. You are not. You have so much confidence that I didn't even think about you wearing your hair natural for like it didn't even cross my mind. <laughs> you look like a seasoned confidence okay. natural. Your hair is all beautiful. right. I'm a I'm a new curly girl. I'm a new Shut curly girl. Up. I can see that curl definition too. You got it. You're doing it right. <laughs> Thank you so much, Ms. Hilton, for joining yeah. us on New Growth. I appreciate your time and your candor and your, your sharing of your inner growth, your new growth, um, both your hair and your <laughs> So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I, I enjoyed the talk. I, I love this pure, pure energy. Yes, yes. And thank you all so much for joining us from home. And I'll be back next month with another episode. Talk to you soon. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Time can feel like it's in short supply. Between work, family, and friends, there's very little time left just for you. What would you do with an extra hour in your day? What's important to you? Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. It's a great way to increase self-awareness, build a greater sense of purpose, deal with overthinking, and more. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Be Here Now today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Be Here Now.